For the last few months, we've been making at the table and trying to follow along a little bit of what's been going on in the news, in politics, in the world, trying to make some sense of it all, trying to make you and, frankly, ourselves feel better about it all. And sometimes we've succeeded, sometimes we've failed. I think sometimes we've had had moments where we've wanted to do more and to talk about all of that and and what we plan on doing and and what we've been I want to say because when I say we I want to make sure that's fleshed out it's not just me and in fact this this project from the very beginning uh from the months and months before we we launched over the summer uh there's been really just one other person who's believed in this idea believed in me and pushed for this concept and i'm really glad to have him on the mic with me right now to you know in probably the only time where i'm not giving him a lot of shit david ross who's been the producer for this program who's been a good friend of mine and who's done a lot of work behind the scenes to make it happen david Let's talk some shop, and thank you for sitting down with me and doing a little at the table on this side of the microphone. Thank you so much, Jared, uh, Mr. Jared Rizzi. First off, I was just thinking, I was like, man, we, uh, I wish we'd had Alana for uh, to sit in on this, because uh, like, <laughs> make if, us tell the truth. Yeah, exactly. Make <laughs> us tell the truth, Alana. Alana, and if you're listening in, you know, special thanks to you. What, what years, Alana? Would you say? She, I think she's a sophomore, rising junior. So she's a junior now, I think. So, rising junior who was thrown into a unique, a unique working scenario of two people trying to figure it out. Meanwhile, she's there for credit. She's she's probably like, is this is this something? Did these guys have a career before I got here? <laughs> Are they really? Do they really have? Do they really have actual partners? <laughs> you know, just oh, the whole thing. But I mean, like without a doubt, like actually being being that could have gone a different way with her. You know, I mean, if if no, well, let me let, let's just back up a little bit. So for the for the first few months of this project, we had an intern, Alana Morris. We, we mentioned her a few times, and like any project, we didn't know exactly what we were doing off the top. And frankly, the other part of this that I think people should be, Alana was, is as far as I know, because you know I think she's still with us, um, in you know this earthly world. She's a very hardworking person, very sharp, very good sense for what she was doing. We were the ones who really didn't know what the fuck we were doing. And I think rolling with that as a young person, I'm just imagining if you're out there listening and you're thinking, maybe I would have enjoyed an internship like this, because that's who I'm thinking about. Like if you're listening, if you've been hearing this conversation, you're like, yeah, I would have enjoyed it was really fucking hard. Like we didn't always have good direction, but we threw her threw her in a lot of situations where it was just, you got to figure it out, help when you can. We're not sure exactly what the what the product is yet, and how do you move forward from there? So yes, in addition to. I think me trying to do my best, even with some health bullshit, you doing your best, even though you, you know, you've had some, you know, you've been going through your own, I mean, you're, you're planning a wedding right now. So that's, that's eats up a lot of time, but Alana, a young person who didn't owe us a damn thing in the world deserves quite a bit of accolades. So I, I, you're, you're right to start off by having that conversation. Appreciate you. Again, thank you. Thank you, Alana. I didn't realize her name was that close to Alana's more set. Uh, when you said that, I was like, wait, wait, wait. I'm like, no way. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, so season one, you know what I'm saying? Se- season one recap. I think the format is rock solid, you know, in terms of in terms of coming to a, coming to a group of people at a bar like local, you know. 
is an interesting format when they're engaged. I think the the role is consistency and getting people in the seats. So is that so is is that just like that that engagement that everybody just wants to be involved? In? But people, but nobody walked out of there thinking this is this is trash. That that whole discourse was new. It was different. And because you you know you and I both know with the right individuals with the right with the right sort of panelist quality stuff like that you can have an amazing conversation in an engaging room where folks are just going to be like you know, they, they won't even touch their plate you know <laughs> you know because they're just, they're just like this is this is what I want to see I want to see this person t- explain these things and I think while while you're talking about local sixteen I think it's also worth mentioning. Thanks to Aman Ayub and everyone who's given us uh, AK Adams, uh, Paul, everybody, you know, Vince, <laughs> Natalia. I mean, like everybody over there treated me like family from the get go. I mean, you had a relationship with them. I didn't. I walked in there and they were just like, yeah, this guy's cool. And I'm not. But they pretended that I was. And it was really it was surprising. It, I, it was better than I deserved, which I think is is kind of the. If there's one overarching theme in this is that, yes, I've had people who have been believing in this project from the get-go, but also I feel like I've gotten way better than I've deserved at every step of the way when it comes to the support, when it comes to people just letting loose, letting me have some space, letting us have some space to do something different, letting us do something that doesn't necessarily uh, jive right away. Not a lot of places in the world, especially in a city like D.C., let you do that and having that room to just kind of spread obviously the first season of this and we're going to kind of mentally for me I'm ending the season with the calendar year and thinking okay we're going to reboot at the table for 2020 for a lot of reasons one it's presidential election year two I'm going to have a kid at some point real soon three you know there's there's just a lot going on so I wanted to kind of reboot the conversation but as I look back on these last few months this first season of this show in my mind which is you know bullshit but whatever it's it's just how i'm demarcating it i i'm really proud of what we were able to put out not just at local 16 but the conversations the people that we've had in together the perspectives that we've been able to showcase and also just the honesty and vulnerability that i think both of us have brought that we've tried to engender in the people that we bring into the conversation that makes it different and i hope makes a difference to people who are listening to it and thinking this isn't like the other stuff that i'm putting in my ears in terms of politics or punditry or whatever for better or for worse the audience member is passenger it's seated in the passenger seat as we try to figure this thing out you know um and and that's and that's allowed for some for some hilarity Back to back to local that because I was there last night. I local for, for the for the comic local has so many different identities, and that's what's so pleasant about it. It's like I mean, like you because it has those three rooms, you know these, and each time they're programmed so completely differently. And so, like when you ask somebody what their what their local sixteen, what the brand of local sixteen is, you're gonna get like seven, eight different answers. And so only. You're right. I can't. I mean, I can't think of any other bar. Take like U Street. Take just U Street alone. They, I mean, two weeks they'd be like, I, 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 "This doesn't work for me." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, even if we were doing good, even if we were, doing, yeah, they'd be like, "This doesn't work for me." But that place, you're right. It was like, it is so strange how warm they are. You know, from from the staff, and it's just like, 
I, I wanted. Uh, I used to joke that they were the they were the Delta House of U Street, but no, the Del- <laughs> Delta didn't let everybody in. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, <laughs> and this goes back to you know fundamentally one thing that I've said over and over again, and people are going to get sick of me talking about this from the perspective of the podcast is hospitality is crucial. You know whether you're walking in to my home to a conversation I'm going to sit you down with, whether it's at local 16 or anywhere. You are going to feel at home. I hope that every time uh, you've ever walked into my home, uh, you feel that way. I certainly feel that way whenever I've walked in. Like, that is the goal. Because fundamentally, it's it's beyond just Trump being gone or, you know, Republicans in Congress having less power or, you know, all of us having a better... At the end of all of this, if we haven't gotten better ourselves, we've failed because Trump is a symptom of something so much worse. It, it's the idea that you can treat people like total garbage and still get ahead. The idea that I think you and I try to push out all the time is you can be a warm, generous, thought-provoking person and still succeed a little bit, even in a town like D.C. You know, we've both worked in a lot of places where uh, that's not always the easiest thing to do, but I think by by proving it wrong makes us the, the the men that we are and i'm i'm really proud of that and however much that gets into the uh the audience's uh, ear when they're listening to this conversation i hope they can feel that because i am genuinely proud of everything that we've been able to put together because of those values at the core of it in the last six months it's not just us and the show that's changed though it's it's also politics itself has changed you know you look at where we've come just in terms of the reality of the situation. Impeachment isn't just an idea, it's real. People are voting on it. Uh, You've got a situation where there are way fewer candidates and the the Democratic field uh, has become billionaire heavy and black folk light. I mean, it's, it's a totally different universe of political living that we have, and yet so much is still constant. So I think for the people who are listening to this and feeling either despondent aggravated or frustrated i i'm with you i'm with you all the way and i know that you are too because you can't lose hope i mean that is the thing that i keep saying a friend of mine paul reichoff has a podcast called angry americans you know i i like paul i think he's got a great message but fundamentally i don't want this to be angry i think you get tired of being angry all the time and i don't and i don't want to harness that emotion over and over again i want to do something else and if you hear that little whining in the background it's because we're doing this in my living room and my dog navi is just deciding that she wants to be a part of this stupid conversation now and now she's like yeah yeah, Navi. Uh, I mean, like, uh, you're you are you are correct in that politics has changed. I mean, now we're we're in a place now where you know uh, Judaism is going to become a race. You know, uh, <laughs> nationality. You know, <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> and so, I mean, like, look, like uh, what they always say is we can never accuse Donald Trump for being inactive. He was not he's not an inactive president. You know, I mean, like you talk about you talk about all the energy it takes, like like who wants to be angry. They are so energized by hate. It's so amazing. It's like it's like, why are you so concerned? They are they're up to so much. 
so much all the time. It's so it's so. I mean, we don't even have a time. To, we don't have time to digest it because we're normal people. You know, what I'm saying <laughs> we need to sleep. <laughs> and that's another thing that people might feel overwhelmed by is that you know the the strategy of this administration seems to have been from the get go. Let's do so much crime and have so many bad examples and so many things where we're you know kind of flouting norms that people just can't even keep up. And that's I think the frustrating thing for for someone who's paying attention or trying to pay attention or wants to give a shit but just can't like get over that hump every day like yes part of the strategy Orwell wrote about it in 1984 it's the idea of wearing you down so that you can't even tell truth from fiction anymore that's part of a political strategy meant to keep you dumb confused and and hopeless and that's why i'm saying even if i can't make you smarter even if i can't make you less confused and by the way i hope to do both of them the least i can do is give a little bit of hope and say look you know it's not just you out there who's feeling crazy it's not just you out there who feels like this is you know th this is an upside down world and when we do that together i think there's a reminder that there's something better on the horizon i genuinely believe that it is very unlikely that donald Trump will be reelected. I know you and I've had this conversation many times. He was barely elected in 2016. The number of people who have beco become aggravatedly dissatisfied with him in the meantime, I think has only grown. It would be very unlikely for him to repeat. But I do think that you're that you're right that if there is an animating principle on the other side of this conversation, it is anger. And if people can can harness that and, it, you know, look, you know, what what happens in election years? People get whooped up about gay rights or trans rights or immigration, caravans. What What's going to be the bullshit thing that your in-laws care about this year? That's the thing that I have to think about, because I remember having conversations where it was like all of a sudden everyone started caring about which, you know, bathroom a trans person used. I'm like, what? Did they just start talking about that in Fox six months before the election? Yeah, that's what they do. And so what's going to be that issue? I'm not sure. But I know that whatever happens with Trump, it's going to be it's a long road ahead. <laughs> and season two, for whatever it is, uh, will kick off and try to take that uh, you know one step at a time and make sure that we are doing something that is valuable to you, the listener. It's also something that we have a little bit of fun along the way, whether it's at local or elsewhere. And, and beyond all that, just this idea of spreading a little bit of positivity in our lives. Again, you and I I think the, the, the core of this has always been we make each other laugh, we're there for each other in these moments, and we believe that this project and other projects that we've worked on together are worthwhile. I'd like to think that continues. I agree. And I feel like the fun in it, because you, you have to have fun with it uh, in moments, or else it's just like, it's just a tearful period. Uh, you know, it's just, it's just a, it's, if you really, if you really, if, if you live like the life of my fiance, who's like constantly just digesting all the worst things uh, through, through the government, through, I mean, my fiance works, works for the government or works for Congress doing immigration stuff. And so, like, some of the stuff she sees, she's just like angry all the time. It's like we have, it's like we basically just have like gangsters in office, you know? I mean, am I wrong? Uh, is that how they operate? I mean, like, uh, it's like we have gangsters in, in, our, in the office, and we're trying to, and we're trying to police them. Meanwhile, they control the police. You know, <laughs> as someone who's had gangsters as family members, I resent that because <laughs> the gangsters I knew uh, had had a moral code. Yeah, these guys, these guys had a compass. You know, you talk about about your fiance. You know, for people who hear me talk about my wife all the time. You know, Katie is brilliant, and one of the things that she works on a lot is climate change. 
And it's, I think about this all the time. We're right now six weeks away from this baby being due to be born. By the time this kid, and I said this at the, uh, the baby shower that we had, by the time this kid is having his or her, we don't know what we're having, but, you know, teenage years, by the time they're having their first, you know, their first real love, their first crush, we're going to be too far along to fix climate change. That's crazy to me. The kid that, that we are going to, ha- you know, have together, by the time that kid's 13 years old, this planet's decision, fate will be decided. And right now, the idea that Donald Trump is going to help us get closer to a planet that's not overheating and, and changing climate drastically, where Miami and New York aren't underwater, that that's a folly. There's only one political party on the planet that doesn't believe that human-made climate change is, is something we can fix, and it's the Republicans in the United States of America. It frustrates the hell out of me, and... You know, whether and I'm sure immigration is, you know, I mean, that that's a that's a a hell of a load to carry right now, too. And so I just for for us as the people who like to do this part of it and for the people on the other halves of our respective relationships who actually do the heavy lifting, there's a lot of work ahead. And the least that we can do is try to, you know, make the burden a little bit lighter as people are trudging along. As, as you say this, I was thinking, like, maybe like it might make sense for seasons to have themes. You know, um, because like a theme for season two potentially could be like approaching, like pick up the pieces, you know, like how do you act as, as opposed to as opposed to people assembling to just like everybody look around at one another and be like, man, shit's fucked up. Shit's fucked up. That's every that's just what the, your entire panel is saying. You know, saying as opposed to being like, what is what's a path forward and how do we and how do we fix some of these? How do we fix some of these issues with all the, with all the roadblocks that uh, the, this administration? Of course, there are people doing that, you know. But I think that is like that constructive perspective is what is what Washington is is, is what we need to be doing as Washingtonians or Americans. <laughs> and that's the other part of this. I I love what you're saying because focusing on solutions is again part of what's less angry, right? Because we get to be angry, but then if we want to actually build something. We have to be cool-headed. We have to take it to the next phase and say, okay, I was upset. I was, you know, you know, banging my head up against the wall because everything is so stupid. But now we actually have, and this is the difference between, by the way, campaigning and governing. At some point, whoever's president in 2021, even if it's Donald Trump, and again, I think you and I both hope it isn't, but, you know, we have to get past campaigning and governing now now donald trump has given absolutely no indication that he's going to govern any differently than he's governed so far which is to say as bad or worse uh than he's been governing already but whether it's liz warren or joe biden or you know bernie sanders or pete Buttigieg or whoever whoever it is that takes the office next you're absolutely right they're gonna have to pick up a lot of pieces whether it's foreign relationships I saw a poll out this week saying that uh, respect of the United States and trust in the United States has plummeted among our strongest allies. The only country that was surveyed that had a better impression of the United States, Russia, up 8% in terms of their uh, approval of uh, United States' behavior. You know, major allies like Germany, the UK, they're all down 50 to 70%. I mean, it's it's crazy what one administration completely off the rails can do to a, na- a nation's standing in the world. Picking up the pieces, whether it comes to, you know, we look at what the this administration is planning just over the holidays. They're going to cut people off food stamps at Christmas time. 
if this were any other administration, if this were Barack Obama's administration, we'd be having a field day with the war on Christmas. You know, if, if, if Trump, there was a, sh- a shooting, Pensacola, Florida, connected to uh, Saudi nationals. Immediately, the, the administration talks, basically Saudi talking points coming out of the mouths of the president, vice president, secretary of state. We need to pick up the pieces in terms of how we deal with terrorism, not just, you know, s- stuff like that, but the white nationalist epidemic that exists in this country that feels completely untethered because Donald Trump is president. I mean, we've seen even here Sixth and I, one of the most famous synagogues in the country, got vandalized just a couple days ago here in Washington. And 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 this is these are people emboldened in many ways by the the rhetoric and policies of of this president. So, it's really scary to see we're going to have a lot of cleanup to do. But that's the benefit, and I keep going back to hospitality. This is basically, even if even if somebody comes to your house and trashes your party, you've still got to pick up the pieces, clean the plates, put away the, the, the folding chairs, and get ready to go again. And that's what people have to get ready to do. And that's why I think at the table is still going to be a, a conversation that people hopefully turn to and, and, and listen to and enjoy, because that's the goal, is to get you ready for the next step. So we are going to pick up the pieces together and then we have to figure out what we're going to do with them. Because once we have them, and let's just say Democrats have the gears of power, the levers of power in 2021, then it becomes what do you do with all that power? I hope that the theme that we have for season three or whatever the hell we're on by then is now what? You know, like we, we've got this. What do the first hundred days look like of a you know Liz Warren administration or a Joe Biden administration or a Bernie Sanders administration or whatever, whoever ends up in that in that White House? That's what I hope we're asking ourselves, because the other question is, my kid's not going to make it to 13 with by the time the planet's uh, too far to, to, to be salvaged. That That's the other side of this conversation. And I hope people, when they go into the voting booth, they take that into account. I know holidays are nuts but i hope that what we can do and come out of this together is a feeling of a feeling of a feeling of capacity that we can handle this that we are going to be able to do this and and that no matter what happens next year cuz it's going to be crazy we know that already it's going to be crazy we just have to be ready for whatever comes and i think that having this conversation look i I'm, you know, it's a small team. We don't have the resources of, you know, a major, a major investigative newspaper. We don't have the time of, of, you know, the daily. But what we do have is hopefully the kind of thing that if, if you found this conversation and if you found it useful, then maybe you know exactly what it is we're trying to get to, which is trying to make it a little bit easier, just, just a little bit of grease in the gears to make your day go a little bit easier because we all know how fucked this news cycle and every single news cycle has been and has felt and just making it a little bit easier I feel like goes a long way and so that's that's the hope that I have it's a tall order it I many days I have to dig pretty deep to to find that well and and to, to draw some water from it but I think it's worthwhile and it, it's um, it's something that I enjoy doing and it's made easier by having great people in my life like David Ross. I hope that yours is made easier by having us and having this conversation in your life. So thanks for listening. 
at the table season one is coming to a close we may have a i may i may be pulling a this is a radio tease i may have a christmas special for you but i don't want to say more than that in case it doesn't pan out but this is the official end of season one uh again if you've been listening to it from the beginning thank you if you've just picked it up for the first time thank you there's going to be more to come it's it's a standard it's not sinatra but in my head it's always sinatra still a real good bet best is yet to come so thanks very much for listening at the table jared rizzi and for david ross really appreciate you spending some time with us at the table (laughs) 